Welcome back to the Scribe the Legend podcast. This is going to be chapter one on our mission to ending poverty. And uh, we're going to start with something that is a necessity to end poverty, and that is equality. We're going to talk about equality today. And uh, it's important because if we don't have equality, there's always going to be an opportunity for poverty to remain a thing. Uh, So we need Uh, equal treatment, equal rights, economic equality, it's a whole package, right? Um, And there's there's a lot of conversation going on, uh, and it has been going on for the better part of the last decade. Um, It'll be a full decade, probably in a couple years, uh, of the Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement and All Lives Matter, right? Those are the two conflicting uh, conversations in some people's heads. And I hear this conversation a lot, and I just want to bring some clarity to the conversation, some perspective of the conversation, and have people think critically in regards to this particular conversation. Some of this stuff has already been said, and some of it hasn't. Uh, Saying all lives matter is offensive, especially because it wasn't a thing until Black Lives Matter became a movement. And what I believe ended up happening is people out of fear um, decided to... I guess protest against that protest and they said no 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 all lives matter your, your movement isn't doing it right and to me I felt like when that even though I felt like all lives should matter and uh, be treated equal I've, I've always felt that very deeply um, I felt like when that was being said and becoming a thing, um, it was almost as if people were saying that black lives didn't matter. Let me break that down for you. The whole reason black lives matter became a thing and uh, the slogan uh, for that, that particular movement is because our system has continuously shown that there is inequality. There is inequality. It isn't. It isn't being done the way that people perceive it's being done. We all um, have been left with the idea that this world functions on a level of um, uh, equality and opportunity. When the truth of the matter is, opportunity has not been quite the same, and we can. Uh, take current events to break that down and give you some examples of it. Uh, we can take Breonna Taylor, for example. This is a very, very important case, um, not only just in the race discussion, but in the discussion of what kind of power we're going to give to police and, uh, and the legal system and whether or not we're going to 
allow and demand that certain things be done so innocent people don't get killed so there isn't an opportunity for corruption to invade and manipulate uh, there's there's a bunch of different reasons so let's let's dig deep into it and uh, I'm gonna have to put my compression gloves on my hands are hurting um, <clears throat> so Brianna Taylor and Kenneth Walker were asleep when uh, police officers used a battering ram to break down their door serving a no-knock warrant um, unannounced and Brianna Taylor's boyfriend Kenneth Walker fires a shot hits a police officer they return fire uh, unloading a, a bunch of bullets and striking Brianna ultimately killing Brianna Taylor and an innocent person the person they were trying to serve that no-knock warrant on uh, was already in police custody well, at least one of them right and they ended up arresting and placing Kenneth Walker in jail for that which, which I find to be uh, a little wild but so far those are all the facts that that people commonly discuss and it seems to be common knowledge uh, some of the things that people aren't discussing as much and I think needs to be brought up is that the investigator that said he saw or somebody saw um, the person they were, they were trying to serve the warrant on enter that home and leave with a postal package said that he had a postal inspector confirm that there were suspicious packages but after the fact all these events took place uh, they went back and talked to a postal inspector who confirmed there was there was no package of suspicion uh, so that means the investigator had to have been throwing some some extra things in there that might not have been done and that in itself is kind of telling so let's let's review that for a second you're telling me that somebody had surveillance on the house enough to see this guy go and get a package and leave with the package right and go go to the house leave with the package uh, but there wasn't any surveillance to find out whether or not he was actually in the home before they went and bust down the door I mean every way that we show cops being portrayed on uh, either the TV show cops while it was running or in shows where there's arrests being made the legal shows um, you see stakeouts right they're sitting in the car eating donuts and coffee waiting in an unmarked car or they're in a van somewhere um, doing surveillance waiting until they see their person why wasn't that done that's what I keep thinking is why was that never done you busted into a home assuming that somebody lives there you didn't even check your records on the person before doing that to discover that they were in custody so if your police systems aren't showing when you type in somebody's name such and such uh, you should be doing that before you have any kind of action towards them uh, especially if it's this planned uh, raid or whatever it is you're gonna do if you don't have a little flag on there that tells you that they're in custody your systems are broke like your actual computer systems 
are broken and you got outdated tech you got dumb tech and that needs to be adjusted because uh you, you kill innocent people clearly um and so that's one part the other part to me is this and this is where race plays a factor in in the conversation for me at least uh and it's not it's a conversation at people's responses right uh, how people are acting towards this is clearly uh, you're reacting in a way of defending the police because um, you either have a police officer in your family and your your loyalty is so high for them that you feel like they can be infallible and police are like a gang like they're a brother in arms kind of deal where they link arms and they don't speak out against one another and it's only until this year that I've started to see police officers be able to say no nah, that's messed up isn't that crazy? It's taken this long. And that's that's kind of what we've been needing. We've been needing that if there are good cops in the world, they need to be speaking out. Because right now, y'all look like trash and you don't say anything and you let these other crooked cops do nasty things. And that's a problem. That's you being complacent with it. That's They're only able to get away with it longer because they're able to hide behind the good cops. They're able to be able to hide behind this shield saying that, you know, we're all we're all risking our lives this that and the other when in reality it's just a job it's a dangerous job for sure nobody's going to argue on that but so is underwater welding like it's a job and you chose that job let's not get it twisted you did not get assigned this dangerous thing and poor you for being in this predicament you signed on um, and it could have been for a myriad of reasons it probably uh, could be that you wanted to help protect your community and be a good guy. Uh, it could be that you wanted some action, and that's the action, and you want to have justified action. I've had people tell me before that they wanted to join the military. Wow, shit. Tell me they want to join the military just so they can go and shoot people. As nasty as that is. So, I, I believe that there's some police officers that... Uh, are getting into the police force for similar reasons um, but nobody gets into that job thinking it isn't dangerous right and you get compensated incredibly well for the danger that you're put in uh, your, your benefits are, are really good and you're one of the last jobs in the country that pay a pension and uh, you know we're going to do a future episode and chapter to talk about pensions and how those work but that's an incredible advantage over your your peers your age group when you retire you're going to have a a much more comfortable retirement than somebody that doesn't have a pension um unless the, the person ended up saving up or somehow came into a great amount of money uh because it's, that's just a huge bonus on top of your monthly income when you're retired and you're no longer working. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of different benefits, and not only that, but society um, holds you to this, this high standard. And um, it's kind of like patriotism in a way. It's, it's starting to bleed into patriotism to where we, we want to support our troops and back our troops no matter what our troops are doing. And... Um, 
you know, not all of our troops do good things at war. Not not all branches of our military, not every single department of it is doing the right thing. Um, so there's there's corruption in, in, in everything. But I guess the, the, to get back to my point of where I feel race comes into play and your reaction in response to this is, is racially based is there was somebody that in an unidentified bus into your home with guns drawn in the middle of the night and you live in whatever neighborhood but that happens to you and you're somebody that believes in being able to have your right to bear arms and uh, protect your family and you have a weapon in your house chances are somebody busting in your house doesn't say anything and then you got guns drawn you're gonna fire at them uh, and I know that these people that go and march with their guns and in the right-wing people saying uh, you can't take away my second amendment rights this that and the other i know if you were to bust into one of their houses unannounced with a battering ram in the middle of the night they're gonna shoot you and um that's where i think it's getting a little racist because everybody can admit that that's how they would react most people would react that way if you're passive and you let somebody break in your house and throw a bunch of guns at you like that's just not not many Americans are passive like that right especially the ones that are not supporting this Breonna Taylor thing like well, a lot of these people are gun toting um, just gun fanatics in general right uh so that's where I think that there's a little bit of racism involved and, and you may not even realize that you're being a little racist and, and you need to contemplate, like, what would you do if police made the mistake of going to your house when really it was your neighbor or somebody that used to live in your home did something stupid and they go in and shoot the place up, kill your wife, right? Or maybe the bullets don't hit your wife, they hit your kid your baby um, there's there's a lot of seriousness in this case because these these police officers haven't been arrested Jonathan Mattingly Brett Hankinson Miles Cosgrove none of them were arrested and there's a problem when there's no trial to find out whether or not all the due diligence was done whether or not this could have been avoided if they skip steps just because they're like nah we're gonna assume that we 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 have all the facts you know this is this is simple nobody cares about a, a drug dealer anyways whatever their logic was see the thing to me is like i don't even care if the it was the drug dealer's house you should not be busting in anywhere unannounced not expecting to get shot in the middle of the night and then to use that as justification of why you shot back it's almost like you you could just bust in with enough body armor and protection to expect to get shots but it also 
that fire will justify return file fire and you'll just be able to execute people instead of having them go through the judicial process uh, and that to me is crazy especially when the government uh, has placed drugs in these communities um, and um, systematically tried to disrupt these communities this is a government created problem right and um, they created a condition to vilify people and now they're trying to create a condition to where they can just have justification for going in and executing the people that they um, have vilified and that they set up the conditions for um, that's a problem uh, so that's one thing and then let's just say what if what if there's never a trial well if there's never a trial if these police officers are never arrested you're setting the precedent that now just because a police officer is a police officer they aren't held accountable and that a life that is lost innocent or not is less valuable than a police officer's life they're no longer a citizen at that point and we lose the balancing of justice justice is if you look at the scales of justice it is to have balance and equality it's equal weight that's why the scales are like this and the scales aren't tipped in one way or the other it's it's equal uh, police and the legal system is supposed to be the enforcers of justice they're supposed to fight for that um, give you another example like so let's say police are like way down the road police are allowed to just do this and, and get away with things um, like murdering people uh, without any kind of trial or, or repercussion to find out whether or not they did the same thing or did the right thing or if they uh, were abusing their power or this that and the third if we go further on down the road well people that are corrupted politicians um, that are bought out by people that have lots of power or money could just send an officer to go do XYZ and get away with it right if ever you're a uh, a person making too much noise they could just silence you assassinate you right that's that's not the environment we need to be setting up we should be setting up an environment where every person that is killed um, is owed justice and, and a trial and um, we need to really find out what's an accident or not we need to define what an what an accident really is um, some of these people that are getting killed it, it's not even a, a full minute before they decide to pull the trigger So the reason why I'm bringing this up is, again, as always in this podcast, I'm challenging you to think critically. Instead of just listening to two different forms of media, which it is important to get the facts 
you know, learn about the story. You can learn about this person's opinion and that person's opinion. But what I want to challenge you to do as an individual is to place yourself in that person's shoes and don't do it in the sense of, oh, I wouldn't be doing that in the first place. I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have been a date and a drug dealer. I wouldn't even involve myself with that kind of business and blah, blah, blah. That, that doesn't matter. That's irrelevant because yeah, this particular scenario might have elements like that in it, but if this goes without any kind of repercussions for these police officers, when they go back to reference this case, to say this is how it should be they're not going to bring up all the drug dealing stuff they're just going to say yeah police served a no-knock warrant they they were doing what they were instructed to do or what a judge allowed them to do so therefore they should not have any accountability they're not going to bring it into all that mess which means that other people later on in life when no-knock warrants are being served it doesn't matter if you're doing the right thing or not right so take the element out of out of the equation of whether this person is breaking the law or not um, <clears throat> and look instead um, on the fact that there was an innocent life taken and place that innocent life put other people you know that are close to you in that person's shoes and how you would feel about it I'm not saying that, look, this is my point. These police officers may have done everything that they needed to do according to whatever. But it looks like that's not the case. They lied on the police report. They let Brianna go without medical attention. This investigator who said that he saw a package and the postal inspector said X, Y, Z about packages uh, is turning out to seem pretty misleading and possibly false. So a trial is deserved here. But I mean, even if there wasn't those elements, somebody died innocently and they're not gonna be put on trial like any other person that fire, fires a bullet that's that's just crazy it's, it's wildness so that's my example for what's currently going on uh, and I myself saw I saw Cardi B change her profile picture to Breonna Taylor's name and that meant a lot to me I have a lot of respect for her doing that. She is ultra famous person and she's left it up. And when I saw that name, when I first saw it and noticed it, I put it on my profile too. And I swore an oath that I'm not going to take that down until my scribe the legend profile until these police officers are arrested. And it could be 10 years from now you're, you're at least going to hear her name over and over I'm never going to change my opinion on how I feel about this this is an innocent life taken in an internal investigation is not the public being able to have transparency and, and, and hold you accountable for taking one of us 
and some of y'all don't believe that that wasn't one of us uh, which is crazy and that that has to do with your own personal healing and identifying who you are as a human being but if you're saying all lives matter but you can't relate to this then your all lives matter is just saying black lives don't matter and that's that's the issue I'm, I'm not ready to be say be saying all lives matter right now um not till there's overwhelming evidence that, that there has actual equality going on and that there's justice being distributed across the board for everybody uh here in this country and i feel like you you, you just can't skip that step you want to say all lives matter you want to live in this utopian uh, ideology in this this dream world but in, in reality you're being complacent you're ignoring things that are standing against even what you're saying you should be right here protesting with people you should be just as upset um, that these black people are being murdered by police and nothing's being done about it and these these police officers are getting paid leave and they're still able to keep their pensions they're not being brought to trial but yet you're saying all lives matter it's just strange to me and as far as the whole blue lives matter thing nobody's oppressing the police police have a wild amount of power over other people and they're again they're held as a society uh, level they're held at a standard where they're respected just for having the job and that's weird like there's plenty of people that have jobs that are not good at their job and don't care about their job and um, they do a half-ass job they have a half-ass work and sorry for being so redundant but <clears throat> they they should be praised and given respect why because they took on a, a dangerous choice to do something they, they, they took on the dangerous decision of bringing on a job that has lots of risks to it you get compensated for that you get compensated for that largely uh, but I have another chapter discussing crime and discussing police and the funding of police and the defunding of police uh, do I think police should go away entirely no uh, I do not do I think uh, they should be the amount of funding that they're given be drastically reduced yes uh, there's no reason why police at schools should have grenade launchers rocket launchers that kind of stuff um, there the police have tanks and this that and the third and it's just that to me is crazy militarizing the police is is strange to me and especially when there's so many police officers uh, that join just because they want action and you can tell they want action you look at some of these protests and you see police officers are just like you're disrespecting me so I'm gonna fire this tear gas canister at your face that's these aren't the people that should be having that badge right so 
this is an important element to ending poverty. And you're going to hear me talk about equality quite a bit because of that. Economic equality is a thing, but just equality in general. And the way to really, really, really believe in equality is to realize there's no difference between you and another person just because of the color of their skin. Some people may say, well, this is black culture and this is just for black people. I disagree. I disagree. Um, and it's human culture. And there, there is such thing as misappropriation and, you know, abusing things and um, disrespecting things. But all people are your people. And the longer it takes us to realize that, the more we're going to see repetitive conflict uh, happen over and over again. You know, on the conversation of blackness, uh, if you're religious, you have you by default have to accept that we're all black because we all came from the same place, right? If you're not religious and you believe in the sciences, again, we're all black. We all come from the same place. So the real enlightenment moment here is when you can look at another individual and see them being shot by, by police that are abusing their power and see that as yourself. Um, being harmed, being abused. Once you get to that level, there's a lot less disconnect. And honestly, the whole race thing, I don't understand why people want to perpetuate it and, and have it continue. Because you didn't start it, right? This is something that was just passed on to you and somebody told you and explained the world to you in a certain way when you were younger, family member, somebody that's influential to you that you respect, told you that the way of the world is these people over here, these people over here, these people are better than these people. You didn't invent that. But it's cause that person who passed it down to you it's robbed them of a ton of peace because they're always upset or frustrated or angry that the world does have different people in it they've let this narrative of separation rule their life and they can't be happy because they, they figure that this person causes their problems over here or that person causes their problems. One of the biggest goals in this podcast and also another future chapter will be discussing the finger pointing and how that's one of the biggest distractions from us creating a better world for ourselves and our kids. A lot of the suffering that we have, especially economically, 
is because we are conditioned to blame each other for these problems instead of actually highlighting and pointing out who's really taking advantage of all of us. It's not different racial groups. It's not black people doing this, Mexicans doing that, Chinese people doing this, Jewish people doing that, white people doing this. It's not, it's not specific to, to race. It's a, it's a class thing. And as long as the middle and lower class are pointing the fingers uh, for their problems at the middle and lower class, they're never going to remedy anything. They're just keeping you distracted and occupied enough to where they can keep doing what they want to do and making their money and yeah, you'll never you never be able to figure out a puzzle if you're looking for the pieces way over there when all the pieces are right here in front of you. So at some point I'd like to get into that and and, and dig deeper into that particular conversation. But we need to start thinking more critically and we need to stop only letting what we see on the media be the only narrative that we need to have and before you argue something you should be thinking critically and putting yourself in the perspective of the people involved and if you happen to be and i'm going to close on this note but if you happen to be a type of person that says all lives matter but you can't show me a protest that you went to to support the arrests of black people that have been executed you aren't you can't show me where you are trying to help uplift black communities and create more opportunities for black people you can't show me evidence of your research on what the history of black people in America have gone through you don't you're uneducated on that but yet you're gonna tell me all lives matter you're lying you're lying to me you don't even stand for the thing that you're saying and it's crazy you look mad stupid and to be honest as much as you believe in your mind that you think all people are equal and as long as I feel that way and I'm not out here trying to segregate people or calling people the n-word or doing you know the extra stuff that that somehow makes you not racist you, you're still divided from this group of people you're not looking at black people like they're your people and you're gonna be racist until you make that switch and you realize that that is you. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.